Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Sunday, February 12th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Today we're talking about The Flash, season three, episode number 12, titled Untouchable. What did you think about this episode, Zach? Yeah, so, I don't know. I, I don't know how many different ways I can <laughs> say it, but Flash is like just doing a great job like i've i've been really entertained and um invested pretty much this whole season i think there was a couple slower episodes towards the beginning but just i don't know the last like five or six episodes have just been all really good um and this one just kind of continues in that vein um a lot of good action stuff in this one um good advancement of different storylines and so the stuff i'm interested in i'm seeing what i'm interested in um Maybe the only thing that I didn't like about this episode was not enough HR, but mm. it's, I don't know. We had a lot of HR in the last episode, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, I thought it was really, it was a really good episode too. Uh, not, not a lot, of, not a lot to add to what you said there. Um, a couple, maybe a couple predictable storylines that I didn't like so much, but other than that, I mean, overall, it's just really good and I'm enjoying it. So yeah, I guess we'll get into spoilers now. Um, the episode synopsis is that Barry and the team at Star Labs work together to bring down Clive Yorkin, a criminal metahuman who is methodically killing people by causing them to decompose at an accelerated rate. Joe becomes his next target, but it's Iris who is caught in the crossfire. The Flash mentors Kid Flash and begins to elevate the newer speedsters training to another level. Yeah, so the the whole like decomposing body thing was kind of gross. They do that every now and then. They're just like, Oh, here's this really gross-looking body. We're just gonna show you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Joe just got some pictures on his phone in case you forgot what he looks, what they look like. Oh, hey, yeah, that was a pretty gross visual. Um, so I will say I like that the villain is just called Clive Yorkin. Yeah. And even in the comics, that's just his name, Clive Yorkin. He's not like Decomposer Man or anything cool like that. He's just Clive Yorkin. Yeah, he's not. He's not cool enough to actually get a name. No, he's so cool that he just has a name. Oh, got it. <laughs> but yeah, jumping off the bat, Julio Mendez dying on uh, on this on this Earth was really sad. Um, basically, because if you don't know Julio Mendez, he was uh, obviously in Flashpoint, and we'll get to that later. But he was Barry Allen's assistant on the John Wesley Ship Flash show. Uh, same actor. Same name, who went by Julio Mendez on the show. Uh, So I was sad to see him die on this earth, but luckily uh, he's still alive and police captain in Flashpoint reality. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of this episode deals with uh, Wally kind of training because he has to be the one that's going to save Iris because he can be faster than Barry. Um, But one of the things that he hasn't mastered yet is phasing through stuff. And so they like do the race and Barry runs through a building instead of running over it um so what do you think of this whole barry and wally training kind of storyline thing um i i think it works pretty well um barry was really not being a very good teacher at the start um and i think they did a i think he's going to do a better job going forward from some things he learned but uh Wally just like, what do you want me to do? Like he's trying to teach him. It's kind of, it's kind of funny. Barry tries to tell him how to phase, and he says all this weird stuff, <laughs> and 
and Wally's just like, so go fast and feel things. Right. Because, you know, if you're the Flash, you, you really just need to go fast. Right. Right? Just run really fast. And just that usually solves fast. most of the problems. <laughs> like 99% of the problems on the show can be fixed by just going real fast. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one of the funny things, too, is when they all went, like, on the big group date. And they were um, Joe's girlfriend. What's her name? Cecile. Cecile. Yep. Uh, Cecile's daughter is talking about how she likes Kid Flash better because he's a better hero. And so you get to see like the kind of like ironic argument that's happening because some people know right. that they're Flash and Kid Flash. I like that part a lot. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Although I'm not sure how I feel about I understand where Wally's coming from where he like kind of wants reassurance, but he's like, well, Kid Flash is the best. Right. And then he tries to tries to ask Joe the question in front of everyone. Right. Um, I get that he kind of feels left out because Joe and Iris and Barry have kind of been a family forever. But um, yeah, why don't you just go be faster? And I, I mean, overall, I'm, I'm loving Wally, but uh, that little thing's kind of bugging me a little bit. Yep. And I, I remember when we, before he got his powers, we both, I guessed that, you know, he was going to get his powers from alchemy and that's what happened. But I, I thought maybe something was that was going to like make him bad or something like that. But I think we're too far now that that doesn't really seem like a plausible storyline anymore. Yeah, it's really weird. They just sort of like I assumed that he was going to be bad and then or at least there would be some sort of backlash from Joe just taking a saw to the cocoon. <laughs> right. But apparently, you know, it's just, hey, I've got my powers. Everything's going well. I'm fine. Um, Which is surprising. I thought there would be some sort of consequences of all of that <laughs> yeah so uh, the way they're setting it up now though i i'm guessing at some point this this kind of hubris that he has and like trying to compete with barry is going to catch him up at some point and something bad's going to happen because he's going to try to do something on his own that he can't do i guess that has happened a couple times but yeah and it, it, it kind of happens in this episode um mm -hmm. but yeah i think oh yeah that's yeah, true they need, they need to do something where he sort of learns you know, has a bad experience and learns from it. Otherwise, it's, um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess one of the things that maybe was just slightly off-putting about this episode, um, but again, this is a really good episode overall, is it just seemed kind of inconsistent with, like, okay, the last episode, Iris was, like, totally fearless and was, like, looking for ways to die. And then this one, she's, like, pretty afraid of dying. So maybe... Right. I guess maybe that's just like a development in her character because she f actually realized like, oh crap, I could die. <laughs> yeah, I could die even sooner. Um, right. I guess, yeah, that was kind of, and then, you know, we knew it was going to come back to bite them for not telling Joe mm -hmm. about Savitar killing Iris, but that seemed like, I was surprised how Joe didn't care about anyone else, but he, he blamed Barry, of course. Right. Um, which I, I kind of get where he's coming from, but yeah, we knew that was going to happen. And it's kind of predictable they were going to tell him at some point soon. And so it, it feels like they just waited to tell him to create drama. Yeah, but on the other hand, I'm glad that they did it earlier because they could have dragged it out for like a few more episodes and just made more drama that way. So I guess it's out in the open and they've resolved it already. But I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's they picked the absolute like worst time to tell him basically right yeah so it's an, another complaint it's kind of a just a freak of the week villain mm -hmm. um at least it's got a different 
power set than we've seen on this show. Um, what'd you think of everything with Clive Yorkin? Uh, it was, they, it got set up to do, uh, or it allowed them to do some pretty cool stuff like the end where he like takes down an overpass or something with his powers and like all the disintegrating of right. material and stuff. That's pretty cool. It does like, it's part of the suspension of d- disbelief, but like, what, how does he wear clothes? Like, why doesn't, why don't his clothes <laughs> disintegrate? Right. But it's only the things he wants to disintegrate. I don't know. Um, um, but yeah, I liked his, I, I guess I can't say I like his powers. Like I wouldn't want him to touch me obviously, but um, you know, it was, a, <laughs> it was unique. Um, and I think they did a good job. Like the actual visualization of it was pretty cool. Yeah. I think it, it works pretty well as like a training episode for Wally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think going forward, it's going to be harder to sort of take these kind of threats serious. Yeah. Um, if both of, if both of them are working together, because can they just do their hand tornado things and <laughs> take them all the way to a cell in Iron Heights or something, right? Uh, something like that. They'd never have to touch him. Um, but you know, they are trying to do new and creative ways to show off their powers and and stop villains which I applaud them for. Yeah. Uh, something else that I, I enjoyed about this episode, there was a, a good deal more Julian uh, than in some of the previous episodes, and I, I really like his character. And you can tell that they're like setting up him and Caitlin for a romantic relationship, and they kind of get th- that at the end. They're going to go out for a drink or something. Uh, what do you think of Julian and Caitlin and that storyline? Yeah, I think they've got to it's going to be tricky to balance Julian going forward because if he's like just a nice guy and mm-hmm. helpful, he's kind of uninteresting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you kind of want him to be a bit of a jerk uh, and be a good guy. Uh, so he brings something different to the team. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm curious to see how they do that going forward. Cause if he's just another hero, I don't know how interesting he could be, but uh, if he is, I'm sure Tom Felton could pull it off. Yeah. Something else that was one of the one of the times I laughed during this episode towards the end, uh, Barry like has installed three new locks on his and Iris's door, and he says something about like along the lines of <clears throat> Cisco offered to give us a security door, but we all know how well the security works at Star Labs. Ha ha ha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's people walking in terrible. and out all the time. <laughs> yeah, you, if you want to get in there, you can. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny, but I mean they do that. It's weird they do that everywhere. Even the Arrow Cave, yeah. <laughs> on Arrow, you know anybody can just walk in whenever they want. I was glad we got to get another glimpse at the Flashpoint reality. Would you think of yeah. that? Yeah, it was cool that they they vibed into it because it's out there somewhere. I don't remember what the explanation like. Some it makes a new universe every time you make a decision, and so that universe is out there somewhere that where Flashpoint still exists. I don't know. I don't want to think about it too much, but it's cool that they're revisiting that because. We really didn't get to spend much time there. It was it's more just been about the after effects of there, so it's kinda cool to go back and see that reality again. Yeah, it kind of makes me want Cisco to just vibe and see how Wally is doing there. Yeah. Because it's probably a better universe. <laughs> like they didn't make Flashpoint that bad. That's one of my complaints from earlier in the season. Like Flashpoint Wally was injured and healing slowly. Right. <laughs> was like the only reason it was bad, but his parents were still alive. I guess Joe was an alcoholic, but he was doing better. <laughs> uh, Barry's parents were alive. Joe was fine. Nobody was going to murder Iris in the future. 
Um, so Flashpoint really wasn't that bad uh, compared to where things are, where things seem right now. Yeah. So maybe we'll see that there are some worse things in Flashpoint to make it make the case that they shouldn't go back to that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so. But I kind of hope they. I kind of want to see different universes going forward. Yeah. Um, maybe they can do something cool with that with Cisco's vibeability, and I wouldn't mind the occasional universe jumping, which it looks like next episode that's where it's going. But um, even more than that, just seeing completely different realities that we don't know anything about yet. Yeah. So speaking of that next episode, uh, that stinger at the end where Jesse Quick jumps out and is like, hey, Gorilla Grodd. Yeah. So, so we knew Grodd was coming back. So it looks like the next episode is when he's coming back. I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. I, I think Grodd is a, a good villain. And like you said before, we need to see something more than just Freak of the Week for Barry and mm-hmm. Wally to team up against. And Grodd seems like a good candidate for that. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of bringing villains back. Um, like we just talked about how Supergirl they brought back Livewire. I was glad to see that. So, and, we haven't really gotten much of Grad yet, so we have a lot to explore, and especially Gorilla City. Um, the show's off next week, by the way, um, so it'll be the, the week after that that this two-part episode begins, but it looks pretty interesting. Grad looks really good from the promos we've seen. Um, as usual, they do a good job with that, and I wonder how it's going to work because it looks pretty sunny in Gorilla City, whereas normally he works in sewers and stuff, so that's harder to CGI that. Um, but yeah, uh, and we're going to get to see the other Harrison Wells. Yeah. I'm guessing. Is there anything you want to see from that? Are you hoping like the whole team goes or do you think it'll just be Barry and Molly and Jesse or? Yeah. I mean, I hope the whole team goes. I, I want to see HR interact with those other Harrison Wells again. I think that would be funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess not everybody. There's a lot of people on that show now. Well, just... to bring to bring the whole team over, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure most of them will be there, unless there's something else going on on Earth One at the same time where half the team has to work on that without Barry. Mm, yeah, um, that could be the case. They sort of, they've sort of done that before, but yeah, I'm excited to see it, and I'm excited to explore Gorilla City and Grodd and everything with that. Yeah, me too. All right, well, that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.